Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Wednesday, February 17th, 2021. This is Shannon, and tonight I am joined by Natalia, Stacy, Sarah, and Brooke. And we are talking about books coming out in March. And there are many, many, many fabulous things coming out in March. I feel like this year, just as I've looked ahead, I've looked, I think, as far as May now, and there have just been so many great books the first half of 2021. Yes. Yes. So we are going to do the usual housekeeping information, and then we will get right into our books, our most anticipated March releases. Um, Stacy is going to start us off, followed by Brooke, Sarah, me, and of course, Natalia will finish us off. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. I kind of screamed when I saw that this book was coming out. I saw it like six months ago and I've been waiting and waiting. So the first book I'm going to talk about tonight is Off the Wild Coast of Brittany. I'm sure there's a better French way to say that by Juliet Blackwell. And I love her books about um, different things to do with France. And this book is about Natalie. And she sort of struck gold and made it big by writing a memoir about her troubled childhood. And now she lives in Paris and she um, is uh, dating a, a wonderful chef and they move to this little island off the wild coast of Brittany. And they are going to renovate a guest house that they're going to open together. Well, unfortunately, that dream is more Natalie's dream than the chef's because he leaves her. She oh, dear. And while she's trying to think what the hell she's going to do, her sister Alex comes to help her out and as they're working together on renovating this guest house, they begin kind of slowly sharing secrets about their past with each other and, and, and the family issues that they had growing up. And while they're kind of renovating this guest house, they find... So as Natalie and Alex are renovating this guest house, they come across this handwritten recipe book in a cupboard from World War II. And they do some digging about the recipes and try to figure out who wrote this. And we then, because this is my favorite book, it's a dual timeline, of course. Yay. And we learn about Violette and the, 
women of this small island, all of the men and uh, boys of this island went off to fight with the British during World War II and left the women and children on this island. And they were alone there until 300 German um, oh gosh, oh soldiers, German. I'm sorry, I, I'm blanking on the proper name for them, but they move in with troops. with this women troops, yeah, with these women and children. And in this recipe book, they discover secrets about Violette, who ran the guest house during World War II, and Rainier, a German customs Military. enforcement agent. Um, who has his own devastating secrets. And Ooh. that is all I know about this book, but I love how Juliet Blackwell gives us glimpses into um, France during World War II. This is, um, she, I've read The Paris Key by her. I've read um, the, oh, the Carousel of Provence. So I'm really excited to read um, about this because I don't know anything about Off the Wild Coast of Brittany. So um, this book comes out on March 9th. And I'm super excited. Again, it's Off the Wild Coast of Brittany by Juliet Blackwell. Beautiful. So it's very fitting that Stacy started with a dual timeline because I am going to be doing the same. So my first pick is The Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner. And it comes out on March 2nd. I am so, so, so excited about this book. I, I almost really took am. this for myself. I would have been very, very sad because this is probably the <laughs> one I'm looking forward to the most. <laughs> I just love the whole thing. So this is about um, three women. It takes place in London. And there were the apothecaries. And the women, they, like, there's this one woman, and her name is Nella. And Nella is an apothecary, and she's a really well-known apothecary. But she has decided that she is going to use her abilities to create poisons for women to use in order to get rid of men in their life that they don't oh. want to use. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was, that was... I was so excited about this. So she's doing this, and... She's kind of going along with everything until one day she's waiting for one of her customers, her new customers, and it turns out to be a 12-year-old girl named Eliza. And Eliza, by meeting her, she's kind of put a, like a, she's making things going to, things are going to go a lot different for Nella and stuff. And like things are going to start happening. And this is actually, I forgot to mention, it takes place in 1791. So I was pretty, I, I love books that take place in like the 1700s, 1800s. Like I really, really do. So now we fast forward two centuries and we are going to meet Caroline. And Caroline is walking along the Thames and this is her 10th anniversary her wedding anniversary, and she has just learned that her husband has had an affair. So she's pretty, pretty upset. And she comes across a apothecary vial. And she's she's kind of a budding um, historian. 
So she decides to do some research and what she discovers is going to tell her a lot about Nella and about Eliza. And she's also going to learn about the apothecaries that went missing back in time. So I am so excited about this book. Like I just, I'm like the whole poisoning people and just that time period. I'm just really excited about it. So this is The Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner. And it comes out on March 2nd. Which is actually not too far from now. No. no a couple more weeks. Do we know that when March comes, April will follow? And well, we might have yes. some <laughs> We might have some spring. We so, might. <clears throat> I feel like we really have a trend here tonight that I'm really excited about. I feel like all of us are like over the moon excited about the books we're talking about. And I know for me, for all three of my books, but this book that I'm going to talk about first, I basically kind of threw down gently and said, I really want these books and was hoping that nobody would want to like arm wrestle me for them because I'm so excited. You were first this month. I was, and I'm never first. I'm never first with my picks. And I was like, I don't want anyone else to have them. I must have them. So the first book I'm going to talk about tonight is wild sign alpha and omega book six by Patricia Briggs, one of the goddesses of books. And this book is coming out on March 16th. I am also this is... excited about it. Oh, good. <laughs> Let's talk about Charles and Anna, who are a mated werewolf pair. And Charles and Anna, in this sixth installment, are tasked with figuring out why the hell an entire town of people in Northern California just picked up and vanished. Oh, Like, how does that happen? I don't know. They left all of their belongings behind and they're just gone. Holy. And Charles and Anna. Yes, Charles and Anna. And I don't want to give too much about the whole series away because it's a very, this series you really have to read in order. It's very intricate. There's lots of world building and characters and you just have to read it in order. Natalia is very happy about that. You can't skip books. But Charles (laughs) and Anna do a lot um, for Charles' father, the Maroc who is like the head of all of the wolf packs in North America. And so they go and they investigate things that happen, you know, like a whole town of people vanishing and not knowing why they're gone. So the town is connected to the, um, to this wolf pack that's near um, Northern California. And so And it's on private property. So the FBI can't touch it. So instead of like, you know, trying to help or partner or whatever, they just dump it all on Charles and Anna and say, figure this out. So they go to Northern California into the mountains and they realize pretty quickly that a missing town is actually not the worst of their worries. And this is my favorite line of the synopsis. Death sings in the forest. And Charles and Anna must answer. And it's met werewolves before. So I don't know if it's going to like, like 
um, compel them to do things. I don't know if it's the Faye. I don't know. I just know that Patricia Briggs writes books that make me want to like scream and hide under my bed. But she also writes beautiful romance in and the love between Charles and Anna because I'm not usually a mystery person unless it's in paranormal like this, but the way she writes Charles and Anna and how they treat each other is one of my favorite parts about the book. So if you want to read an amazing book and you've read the first five books already, and if you haven't read the first five, please pick them up and read them before March 16th, read wild sign alpha and Omega book six by Patricia Briggs. Yes. I mean, the operatic trill is not part of the, Title. That was just my excitement. So in the late summer, early fall of 2020, I discovered Farah Heron, who is an author that I fell in love with when I read her 2019 release, The Chai Factor. So oh, yes. I was really, really excited when I learned that she had a new book out this spring. So this is Accidentally Engaged. It's by Farah Heron, and it comes out on March 2nd. So this is about Rena, and Rena is really tired of her very large, very opinionated family, always trying to tell her what to do. She's ready to just live her life on her terms, whether that means like she never gets married or maybe she'll get married tomorrow. Like you just never know. But whatever she wants to do, she wants to do it on her own without her family sort of putting in their two cents. So Rena is a baker and she bakes sourdough bread. And so she's always like very concerned with like making sure that the sourdough starters are properly cared for. And this is just like a really big deal to her. It's kind of the one thing that she feels like she has control over is her baking. So when someone new moves in across the hall from Rena, she doesn't really pay him a lot of attention until she learns that this is the man that her father would really like her to marry. And of course- she does not want to do this. Like she's just over this completely. So she says to this guy that like, you know, she doesn't really want to marry him and it doesn't matter to her that her father wants her to, but she's not really sure how to like make her father understand that this sort of prying into her business is is not what she wants. And so for some reason that I don't fully understand from reading the synopsis they decide that they are going to pretend to be engaged. And somehow this is supposed to like, I don't know, somehow this is supposed to work for them. (laughs) But it also means that they can enter this couple's cooking competition. (gasps) And (gasps) Rena is pretty sure that if she enters this with her bread, that she can win and like this will be a really big deal for her. So this sounds utterly delightful. I don't know if it will be quite as magical as the chai factor because I feel like it would be really hard to top that. But I'm super excited to read something else by this author. And I'm really, really into like fake relationship stories lately. Me too. Yes. So this one hopefully will be as amazing as it looks. This is Accidentally Engaged by Farah Heron, and it comes out on March 2nd. 
So the first book I'm going to talk about is by Cynthia Hand. It's a young adult book that comes out March 30th, 2021. So I still have to wait a while for it. But I have to take this opportunity to say that I love Cynthia Hand so much. Just everything she's written. Um, she has an urban fantasy young adult series called Unearthly, and they are so good. And she's got a couple other um, young adults. Her her title last year, the name is escaping me, but it was one of my top, it was actually 2019, one of my top books of that year. It was about adoption and just everything. So this book is called With You All the Way. And this book is about Ada. She's the main character and her life is a mess. Uh, it seems like she just caught her boyfriend cheating on her after attempting to lose his virginity with him. Um, apparently it didn't work out. It was, it, it was very humiliating and embarrassing and yucky. And then she's had it up to here with her gorgeous older sister's unsolicited advice as to what to do with her love life. On top of that, she goes on vacation and everything hits the fan when she finds out that her mother is having an affair. Because oh. it's, yeah, it it seems like everybody's jumping into bed with people they shouldn't, except Ava, Ada. <laughs> <laughs> so when Ada decides that she's going to stop trying and start doing sex, um, it seems like her best laid plan overlooks an inconvenient truth. Feelings, romantic or not, always get in the way. I think this is great. I, I honestly think that this is a novel that at least when I was a young adult, a lot of people, parents would have banned and frowned upon it. And I'm not sure I would have found it in the library, but I think it's wonderful that somebody's writing a book like this because the reality is that young adults do go through these things and they do go have these questions. And these are parts of the dilemmas that are part of life. So I think it's super cool that that, you know, even though it's fictional, you're reading about a character that you can relate to. It's true. So this is With You All the Way by Cynthia Hand. Comes out March 30th, 2021. And if you have not read Cynthia Hand, please pick her up right, right now. You have plenty of books to read while you wait. I will have to pick one of hers up because I'm very bad and I have not read her yet. So even when I went through my rebellious period of saying that I did not enjoy historical romance because of the ballrooms and the potted palms, I couldn't quite ignore Joanna Shoup. Never. And so when I found out that she was starting a new, what I'm guessing is a trilogy, um, but a new series this year, I got really excited and I squealed. Uh, I did a lot of squealing for March picks. <laughs> and so this book, the first in this new series is called The Heiress Hunt. And it is the Fifth Avenue Rebels book one. And it's by Joanna Shoup. It comes out on March 9th. This book is about Harrison. Harrison has been in Paris. When he returns to New York, he discovers that his estranged father has bankrupted the family. So what is a Knickerbocker sort of scoundrel supposed to do in this situation? Why you ask your former best friend 
who abruptly broke your heart before you moved to Paris. You ask her, her name's Maddie. You ask her to be your matchmaker and help you find an heiress. <laughs> now, Maddie was so distraught when Harrison went to Paris. She became infatuated with tennis. And now she's marrying a duke. And so she agrees to host a house party in Newport, as one did back in the days of the Fifth Avenue elite. And so she's going to host this house party in order for Harrison to find his heiress. However, it causes her extreme pain and woe to watch Harrison flirting with these heiresses. And so are they locked into their fate, Maddie and Harrison, or could they perhaps find their own true love and happily ever after? And to oh. find out, you're going to have to read The Heiress Hunt, The Fifth Avenue Rebels, book one by the amazing Joanna Shoup. And it comes out on March 9th. I actually Yay. might have to check this out. It sounds really good. I yes, love, I love Joanna Shoup. I love her, um, oh God, her um, Uptown Girls <clears throat> series that I just finished. Um, I love how she writes about New York um, just prior to the turn of the 20th century. It's just, she's very, you can tell she's done a lot of research on the time period and her books are just so much fun. And I like her heroes are always complex and her heroines are sassy and they don't ever fit the mold that society has put them in. So we are going to move forward in time back to our time. And we are going to go with Her Dark Lies by J.T. Ellison. Oh, and it comes yes. out on March 9th. So I am very excited about this book. So this book is about a couple named Claire and Jack. And they're getting married. So they're going to get married on in a cliff top villa um, just off the uh, coast of, it of Italy um, in Jack's family home. Or at least her, um, his family, the, Com the Comptons, they own the villa. And so they're going to get married there. But from the moment that Claire arrives on the island, things start going wrong. So first of all, there has been a skeleton that has been discovered. And she's had, she's received a couple not so nice um, texts. Her wedding dress is ruined. And there's a secret um, that's kind of like, kind of clouding over her relationship with Jack. There's a mystery surrounding Jack's former wife. So I don't really know what the mystery is. I don't know if she's dead. I don't know if she's alive. I just, I don't, it doesn't say in the synopsis, but I'm pretty excited about this because the way that this synopsis ends is awesome. It says, then the storm hits, the lights go out and Ooh. things really begin to happen. <laughs> so I am so excited <laughs> to see what kind of things happen. Cause you dum, know, dum, island, dum. storm, you know, yeah. things are always going to happen and rich people, they always have secrets. So this is her dark lies 
by J.T. Ellison, and it comes out on March 9th. And that totally sounded like I was reading from the synopsis, but I wasn't. It was actually in my mind, but I think it was pretty much the synopsis. <laughs> so that I kind really of liked. I um, I really liked several of Ellison's books, so I'm excited about this one too. Oh, but do we know what I'm excited about? What? Well, yes, I believe we do know. We do. Talia Hibbert is yes. finishing her Brown Sisters trilogy. And I have been looking forward to this book like the entire time because as much as I would like to tell you I was like really smart like Danny Brown or that I was really kind of an interesting, strong person like Chloe Brown, I fear that I would be in the same category as the youngest sister, Eve Brown, which brings me to the title of this book. Act your age, Eve Brown. Brown <laughs> Sisters number three. And it is coming out on March 9th. I will be ordering. Yay! And I, I can't even stand it. So Eve Brown is the youngest of the three Brown sisters. And Eve's life, she's like a hot mess. And she really like tries to do the right thing. And things always like go awry or like something happens. And so she kind of gives up. And after she causes kind of um, a a debacle or a scandal at a big wedding, because, you know, we have to free the doves. Her parents (laughs) have had enough. (laughs) I totally would do that. I know. Her parents have had enough of her shenanigans and her tomfoolery. So... While Eve is kind of like imploding and, you know, freeing doves and kind of a hot mess, there is a bed and breakfast owner named Jacob, and he is very ordered and controlled. And one day this purple haired tornado shows up in his bed and breakfast and she wants to interview for a job. And he is like, "Uh, absolutely not. You are totally not (laughs) getting this job. Well, he thinks it's the end of it, but then she accidentally hits him with her car. And so (laughs) now he has a broken arm and his B&B is understaffed. And she's like, Eve is like insinuating herself into his life and into his B&B and into his spare room. And (laughs) holy crap, she's trying to help and she's fluttering about and what's he supposed to do? What do you think's going to happen? Something bad? I don't know. If you want to know, you better pick up Act Your Age, Eve Brown. Brown Sisters number three, which is coming out on March 9th. And I can't wait. And I just think, again, I said this about the Alpha and Omega series, but I think Talia Hibbert, I wish more people would talk about her. So my second pick tonight is the second novel from author Kathleen West, who wrote um, in 2020, Minor Dramas and Other Catastrophes. So this one is Are We There Yet? (laughs) And it comes out on March 16th. So if you've read Minor Dramas, you know that it is sort of like the parents behaving badly and the children sort of kind of going along behind them like trying to make things better 
Um, here, though, she kind of turns it around, and we are introduced to a woman named Alice. And Alice has always been sort of one of those very judgmental mothers who's kind of casting silent aspersions on those around her. Like, you know, her kids wouldn't behave like that, and her house wouldn't look like that, and her husband, like, couldn't get away with this or that thing. But then things start to go really wrong for Alice's family because her son, who is in middle school, has been bullying other students. And he is also creating some fake social media accounts for himself. And whatever is in these accounts is not great. So Alice is kind of pulled into this turmoil because of her son. Her daughter, who's in second grade, is struggling with some things as well and Alice is suddenly feeling just out of her depth and she starts to realize that actually you know she is a mother who perhaps can't always control her children and perhaps things aren't always as nice and peaceful and great as she would want them to be then because you know this is not enough for anybody her (laughs) mother reveals a shocking secret And because of this, sort of what's left of Alice's self-image is just, like, gone. So now she's really trying to figure out who she is, kind of how she fits into a world that she's not sure she understands. Like, what does it mean to be a mother? I love Kathleen West's ability to create characters who really, like, you shouldn't like because they seem really awful. And yet she's able to create them in such a human way that even the characters who you kind of view as like the villain are still people that you really want to understand and care about I'm really really excited for this I loved her first book so this one is are we there yet it is by Kathleen West and it comes out on March 16th this is gonna be good yes it is So my next book is by Wendy Hurd. It's called She's Too Pretty to Burn. I love now, this Wendy, title. I, I do too. It's very interesting. And uh, Wendy Hurd wrote this book called The Kill Club. That was, I think that's the last book she released before this one. And it was super unique. Kept me on the edge of my seat. And I really loved this. I, I really so loved good. it so much. So this is supposedly inspired by the picture of Dorian Gray. and But it's like a romantic thriller now the last book i read that was a romantic thriller was verity and it really messed with my head so let's see what happens with this one this book is takes place in san diego in the summer it's um about two girls veronica and mick who are best friends and then they become more than best friends they're both kind of artists Um, veronica is a photographer and naiko is a performer um so they're artists first and then their best friend second and now they're in a relationship because um since veronica's a photographer mick becomes her subject and she realizes that mick is actually not only her best friend but her dream girl and what comes next well one fire two murders three drowning bodies Whoa. one suspect one stalker hmm. This is a summer really, really hard to survive. So, yep. 
this is going to be a psychological thriller, it seems. And we don't know what's going to happen, where it's going. But based on what I can tell from here, um, it's going to explore love, danger, power, things that Wendy Heard is really good at. So I'm really looking forward to reading this. This is She's Too Pretty to Burn by Wendy Heard, also coming out March 30th, 2021. Oh, good things at the end of the month. So long to wait. I know, right? It really it's is like a long six time. weeks from the day we're recording this. So I've made no secret of the fact that I primarily read romance. Um, it's like my favorite genre. But every once in a while, I need to sort of have a little um, step outside the genre. And whenever I do, who do I turn to? Sarah, who do I turn to if I don't want to read a romance? Who's my first author I look at? Not that you're on the spot. Right? It might be the right thing for you to tell me. Could you please take a stand? By and Stephen King, of course. <laughs> yes. So anytime that I sort of need a little break from romance, I go right to horror. And the first <laughs> author I turn to for um, a comfort read in the horror genre is Stephen King because he is a brilliant storyteller. And on March 2nd, he is releasing his latest novel called Later. Ooh. And Later is about Jamie. And Jamie grew up with a single mom and he had this very unnatural ability. He sees things and he knows things. And his mother has encouraged him to keep this to himself. And that works just fine until an NYPD detective asks Jamie to assist with a case that will have him dealing with a killer who has threatened to continue from beyond the grave. Oh, oh my God. Book, I know this book is about all the different faces worn by evil and how even when innocence is lost, you have to kind of continue to battle on. And that's all I know about Later by Stephen King, but I know that I'm going to love it. And um, Stephen King is an author that my sort of like memoir slash biography slash politically inclined husband and I can agree on. So whenever we're doing a road trip, we always, always turn to Stephen King as our audiobook entertainment in the car. So we are going to move away from scary and we are going to do a retelling of Peter Pan. Oh, so this book is called Lost in the Never Woods by Aiden Thomas. And it comes out on March 23rd. So this book takes place in Astoria. And where do people go, or should I say, who do people go to when children go lost? Well, when children go lost in Astoria, they go to Wendy. And while people have some children have started to go lost and sorry, we'll start again. So they go to Wendy. And so five years ago, Wendy and her two brothers got lost in the woods. And obviously, Wendy came out of the woods. But I don't really know what happened to her brothers. So when kids start going missing in Historia, they go to Wendy. And this brings back 
the secrets that kind of she knows about the um, loss of her brothers. So she decides that she's going to try and get out of town. And she um, come, almost runs over a boy that is unconscious in the middle of the road. Well, this is where we meet Peter. And Peter has come to Wendy to tell her that she needs to help him do something so that they can save her brothers as well as the children that have got lost in the woods. Because if they don't do something, they're going to be gone forever. And that's where it ends. So I'm pretty excited to read this because I really like Peter Pan. I like the whole idea of staying young forever because that's just, I don't know, maybe that's why I'm I'm attracted to Goldens and Labs because they're very much young forever. So I'm so excited about this book. So this is Lost in the Never Woods and it's by Aidan Thomas and it comes out on March 23rd. I love retellings. Like I really I do. do too. Yes, there's a new Rachel Vincent retelling of Little Red Riding Hood coming out in July. I saw that. So we all know that the devil wears Prada. But do we also know that the devil wears black? Yes, we do. Especially if it's written by our favorite author. If if L.J. Shen writes it, it's called The Devil Wears Black by L.J. Shen. It's coming out on March 9th. And... It is the story of Maddie Goldblum. And Maddie has her life like all stitched up, like her plans, everything is, is all good. She has a, a career she likes and she has a, a pediatrician boyfriend who's nice and everything's fine until Chase Black explodes back into her life. And Chase has one request, even though he broke her heart years ago. And he was like her first love. And he says, please come home with me and pretend to be in a relationship with me. Because it's my my dying father's last wish to see us together. And she's like, okay, well, I mean, he broke my heart, but this is like the last thing I can do for his father. It's like something. And then I can walk away from Chase Black. And you know what, really? I can kind of give the devil a little of his own medicine. So I'm all in. So she goes home with him and she thinks she's going to be in control. And she thinks that she's going to keep her enemies close and give him a taste of his medicine. But then the, both of their walls start coming down and they find out things about the other person. And it's really not as cut and dry as keep your enemies close. Because what if your enemy is also the person you love the most? I know. Devil wears black. By L.J. Shen, coming out March 9th. Oh, Are we ready for one more fake relationship story? Yes, please. Yes. I love those. Always. Okay. <laughs> okay. So over the past few months, the author, Sarah Desai, has gotten <gasps> quite a bit of attention on Book Bistro, both from me and from Natalia. And she's only had one book out. So I think we've kind of talked about the marriage game um, a little little too much. Yes. (laughs) So now I get to tell you about the dating plan. 
And this is kind of a companion novel to The Marriage Game. It's not a series in the sense that, like, you don't have to necessarily read it in order. But Daisy, who is the heroine here, is the cousin of Layla from The Marriage Game. And so if you read The Marriage Game, you'll see Daisy um, and kind of get to know a few things about her character before she gets her own story. So Daisy Patel is a software engineer. And she's very logical, very methodical, and she doesn't really see much use for love, right? Like, we see that a lot in romance novels, like the very focused, like, career-focused female character, and there's just no room for love, right? So she is working at this firm, and she feels like finally her life is on track. But of course, her Indian family would really like (laughs) it if she would get married. And she just doesn't want to do that. But she's also super tired of hearing them, like, lecture her about it. So she decides that she's going to ask Liam, who is her childhood crush, if he will help her out and pretend to be her boyfriend and eventually her fiancé. So he agrees. Now, he has his own reasons for agreeing because in order to inherit what was left to him after his father died, he has to be married. So he figures that he and Daisy can pretend to be in a relationship and then they can take it one step further, actually get married, he can claim his inheritance and they can go their separate ways. So this is a little more complicated than Daisy was really expecting. (laughs) And yet she figures like, okay, you know, if they're gonna go this far to sort of convince her family, they might as well take it further and actually get married and then split up. So they start spending time together because of course you have to, if you want people to think that you're in a relationship. (laughs) And as they start spending more time together, of course they start to sort of rekindle the feelings that they had for one another when they were younger. But apparently things did not end very well for Daisy and Liam like back when this was first happening, like when they first had feelings for one another. So Daisy is really not sure that she wants to try this out again, especially given all of the sort of reservations that she has about love and romance. So I loved the marriage game so incredibly much. It was funny and awesome and just so authentic and warm. It was just so much heart. I loved it. So I'm really excited for this one. It is The Dating Plan by Sarah Desai, and it comes out on March 16th, and I want it right now. Oh, I can't wait to read this. Oh, is she good sort books of in like March. Sonia Lolly? Like, would you kind of give them a comparison, or have you not like read anything? Sin- so Sinali I have Dev. not read Sonia Lolly yet. I have her books here. <gasps> Um, but I have not read them. Oh, but so what I will yeah. say is that the synopsis for the marriage game definitely gave me a similar vibe to the yeah. synopsis from the matchmakers list. Yes. Oh. Um, I was telling Natalia that when she was reading the marriage game, um, that it kind of reminded me of the matchmakers list. So the last one I want to talk about tonight is the song book of Benny Lament by Amy Harmon. 
Amy Harmon comes up with these like novels about everything. She writes about era's history, contemporary, just so good. And this book comes out March 16th. So it's about a month away, not as long. I guess we'll be enjoying it before any of the others. So this is 1960 New York. And, you know, it's funny that I, I, I'm talking about this book because I always say that the best decades of music were the 60s, 70s, and 80s, at least of modern contemporary music. So this is about a piano player. I don't know if, if people know, but I am actually a piano player. So this is pretty cool. And about the mob. <laughs> I don't know how piano and the mob go together, but I guess even, you know, mafias need music. You see how we're needed everywhere, Shannon? You see that? True. It's true. I know. So for Benny, this book is about Benny Lament and music is his entire life. He plays um, piano in the Bronx. He's known as a piano man. And even though his father is tied to the mob, he's learned that love and family can get you in trouble. So he just keeps to himself. He composes music for other musicians. He avoids the spotlight. And then his father takes him to Siesta Mine Sing. I'm sorry. Just let me say that again. Because my, my jaws said Siesta Mine Sing. <laughs> and I, I said it completely wrong. Sorry. So he keeps, resume you. He keeps mostly to himself. Uh, he writes music for other musicians, keeps his head down, does his musical job. And then his father takes him to see Esther Mine Sing. Esther is a petite powerhouse. She's got a gorgeous voice. And when Benny writes an awesome song and perform it, performs it with her, that kind of brings them to the national stage and stirs up a whole bunch of issues and scrutiny that the mob and Benny really like don't want to come to light. Oh. So in that case, it would be easier to walk away. But the music and the woman are too hard for pian the piano man to resist because his song and her vocals are just an explosive combination and fans cannot get enough of them. But even though America might love the music they made together, they're probably not ready for Benny Lament and Esther Mine and who they actually are as people off the stage, which tends to be um, the reality even today for yes. celebrity life. So I think this is going to be a great um, peer into what it means to be famous and the difference between your persona um, as far as who you are publicly, famously, and who you actually are and what your life is actually about and trying to keep things private, which I'm sure was easier in 1960 than no it is internet. now. No internet. No <laughs> Instagram, huh? No, like smartphones that you can video things on, like everywhere you go. No Twitter, where you can have vocal diarrhea and regret it, but have screenshots following you. Uh, Twitter. <laughs> so this is the songbook of Benny Lament, and I'm actually really looking forward to it. I love reading about musicians. I love reading about food. Um, and I, I love um, finding myself in novels. No, I'm not in the mob or the mafia. Oh, good. I, I promise. <laughs> but I play piano. I do sing. And I know the stress of being on stage, who you are on stage, who you present yourself as on stage and who you are off of it. So it's going to be very interesting to see what that was during one of my favorite, favorite musical decades and what Amy Harmon does with this. 
This will be out um, March 16th, 2021. Yay! So this brings us to the end of our marvelous look at so many great books coming out in March. Thank you to Sarah, Stacy, Natalia, and Brooke for chatting with me this evening and having so much enthusiasm for all these books. Thanks, as always, goes out to Christine for the tons of editing that she puts in behind the scenes. Um, I'm not sure people <laughs> realize how much work um, this is for her. And of course, I want to thank each and every one of you who join us each week as we talk about all the books that we love. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, It kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody. Mm